Welcome to White Shores, the podcast for spiritual beings having a human experience. Let me invite you to walk once more beside me on White Shores to talk about the real meaning of life and the true power of what is unseen. Let's discuss dreams, intuition, manifesting, as above, so below, angels, afterlife, the science of consciousness, and other infinite possibilities within and all around you. I hope every episode informs, inspires, and illuminates. So, now the scene is set. Allow the grey rain curtain of this world to roll back and all to turn to silver glass. Let's walk barefoot together on the gentle, glistening sands of white shores to see what mystery lies beyond the material. Thank you for arriving safely on white shores, a far green country under a swift sunrise. My guest today is a professional channel and much-loved author and expert on divinity, gods, goddesses. Her name is Sophie Bashford. Now, she supports people all over the world to awaken their soul memories of the goddess through her moon temple membership, private sessions and retreats. She's also a fabulous author and has just released a stunning Oracle Deck, which she's going to tell you all about. I can't wait to talk to this amazing, inspirational lady who's going to offer us a fresh perspective on archetypes, gods, goddesses, and everything in between. (laughs) Hello, Sophie. Hi. Hi, Teresa. Thanks so much for inviting me on. I'm absolutely thrilled. I love your oracle deck and actually um I'm finding because I I dipped my toe into doing some decks myself a year ago um and I actually found that it's such a great way to reach a new audience I mean you I know you have your own established readership because you've already written a successful book about the goddess which I'd love you to talk about too but I can see this deck reaching in in so many different audiences because it's so visual Um, So anyway, please tell us your story. (laughs) People who don't know Sophie Bashford, if you don't, shame on you because you should do and you will do. (laughs) But please tell us your story, why you do what you do, um, and also about your your book about the goddess and the oracle. Over to you, Sophie. Floor is yours. (laughs) Wow. Okay. So yeah, I'm aware of time. How long have we got? I'm not going to, you know, every detail. Um, It's a long story. I mean, briefly speaking. We love stories on White Shores. So okay, please, okay. Yeah. Sit down, everyone. Put your feet up. Get a nice cup of herbal tea or coffee or whatever you, whatever your 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 bliss is, and just enjoy. Mm. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. Well, thanks so much for that introduction. That's really really lovely. Um, so yeah, I I guess um, you know I was kind of raised without any connection, sort of formal connection or even casual connection to the divine. Um, and I lost my mother when I was very young and that was, you know, when I was four and a half and that was obviously a very, very, you know, life defining, um, experience in childhood. And I kind of just went through my life having a very lovely upbringing, um, but with a kind of huge hole, really huge hole, um, 
And it took me, I was very sort of successful. My coping mechanism, I guess, um, from that trauma was to be very, very sort of, you know, high performance. And um, I was, you know, very happy, healthy girl. Um, But I kind of reached an impasse, really, Teresa, I would say, um, when I kind of got to my late teens, early 20s, and I was kind of at university, having done very well in all my studies. And quite a lot was, I guess, slightly expected from me in a way. But I was also expecting a lot from myself, I guess. And I just collapsed. I I mean, not physically exactly, but emotionally, uh, mentally, I I just couldn't really cope anymore. And something was caught, you know, something was kind of really pressing in on me and I didn't really understand what was happening and the sort of catalogue of events after that was I sort of left university and went down a different road felt quite lost felt almost like I was a failure in a way because I felt like I was kind of betraying you know the education I'd had and kind of my abilities and what I was here to give to the world but I really genuinely felt there was something else that I was here to do And I didn't think it was necessarily particularly grand, but I just kind of felt it within myself. And I knew I had a lot of healing to do, Teresa, really. I had a lot of grief, obviously, from never really having processed childhood bereavement. And I just went into therapy. I also had my first daughter, you know, lots of gateways. I was only 25, 24, 25. And I really when I started emotionally healing, opening up to these sort of mountains of kind of repressed, suppressed emotion within me. Yes, I was healing kind of from this lifetime without a doubt, of course, but gradually over time, and I can't stress enough how this was over many years. It wasn't just kind of a couple of weeks, you know, a couple of months. I started opening up and through motherhood as well. It's such a sort of opening, surrendering experience. Um, I started realising that I had sort of something different moving within me. And I became very drawn actually to tarot decks um, and oracle decks and working with sort of this combination of deep emotional healing, but also getting in touch with a sort of bigger part of me, a deeper part of me that I hadn't had no guidance with really before. I didn't really know it existed And it was very opposite to my kind of very intellectual sort of academic upbringing and sort of quite and the masculine, predominantly masculine systems that we kind of, if you want to say patriarchal systems that we kind of operate in. And I, I was sort of thirsty for this, for this other part of me. And I was also quite scared, actually, because I didn't know anything about the mystic realms and it had never been presented to me as something that was valuable. Long story short, really, as it is a long story, and it took a long time, I started opening up to my intuitive gifts. I recognised that I had an intuitive gift, as we all do. We all do. There was something within me that wanted to come out. And I started exploring that really out of my own need for self-healing and growth and direction and sort of higher guidance I was just so drawn to it. I can't even explain. It was inexplicable. And I started over a long period of time opening up my my intuitive centre and my connection to the divine feminine evolved. And it was very surprising to me because the way that it happened really was not kind of as this huge, I mean, 
yes, I've had beautiful experiences of connecting with spiritual guides as I do now, and it is a beautiful experience. But actually, what I was really being shown, what they taught me, what the goddesses taught me predominantly first, was that, you know, everything that was going on in my life and my inner life um, was part of how they work with us for transformation purposes, part of how we kind of, you know, become how we remember what the cycles of growth are, the kind of ups and downs, the spirals, that life isn't a straight line from A to B. And there is this feminine depth of consciousness that works throughout the universe that kind of actually is the universe and actually runs through us as well. And it it speaks to us, you know, through our life cycles, the patterns that run through our lives. It's not just superficial. It's not linear. And that was just like a revelation to me because actually my life went through so many huge changes as the goddess was kind of awakening within me. Um, and some of them really cataclysmic. I mean, really, really big and and kind of quite frightening at times because I kind of found myself thrust into the unknown like many, many, many times. And lots of things seemed to be sort of breaking down before they could kind of be built up again. So this kind of constant process, I mean, of rebirth, many, many rebirths, actually, that kind of almost, you know, began to sort of take form as a huge rebirth within me. And, you know, that's when I started really opening up to what I was here to give. And it started very small. And it still is in some ways quite small. You know, I I still work one-to-one with people. I work in often smallish groups on retreats and things like that. But I started off sort of really holding small circles. The universe really conspired for me to actually really explore and, and unveil and develop through a sort of really systematic, quite disciplined approach. It certainly wasn't airy-fairy. Um my intuitive gift and how the goddesses and, and becoming a channel, not for any grand purpose other than actually whoever was in front of me at the time that needed that message or needed that healing or, or needed what I could sort of facilitate for them. And I've always been humbled by that, to be honest with you. I've always been in awe of it and also humbled by it. Um, and that's what is, you know, I started writing on Facebook actually many years ago, many, many years ago, over 15 years ago. And it was a way for me to start writing because that was one of my first loves. I always knew I wanted to be a writer, but I never knew what to write about. And I started writing on Facebook and sort of without any agenda, honestly, I wasn't thinking, oh my God, I want to have a huge following or anything. It was literally, I couldn't not do it. It was just, it's sort of, you know, I would get these impulses to write and I would. And then that became like an amazing kind of um, sort of forum for me to kind of really hone my writing skills and also develop my connection to sort of expressing almost, you know, arcane and sort of very sacred energies that sometimes can be very difficult to explain in words. Um, So I would do, so I did that for many years and that eventually um, culminated in me bringing it all together. This was many, many years of work 
um, into my book, You Are a Goddess, um, working with the sacred feminine to awaken, heal and transform. And that was, you know, my first ability to actually give people in one sort of, you know, one sort of physical book, um, mm. something of describing what it is that the goddesses, some of the goddesses that I've I had such a huge influence on my life and other people that I was working with, how they can teach you, how they can help you understand that there's a different voice sort of threaded through your life. Or there can be, and that it's, it can help you actually make sense of what's going on in your life, that it's, you know, that there's actually can be a deeper meaning and purpose. So that in a nutshell um, is the last sort of, you know, almost 20 years of my life. Well, I've been mesmerized here listening to your authenticity and depth. Thank you. And I'm sure everyone listening will as well. You mentioned your book. When was that published? And, and is it still available on Amazon? Oh, yeah, absolutely. It was published in 2018. Um, but it's still sort of selling pretty well. Um, because I think people are sort of, you know, it, I, I always feel whenever I when I when I wrote that book, Actually, everything I've ever done or written, I would always say a prayer, really, to say, well, it's not in my hands now. You know, this. please let it reach anyone, anyone that needs it. Please let it reach them in perfect timing. And it's still reaching people. And a lot of people, actually, I, I recorded the audio book um, as well, and it's available on Audible. And a lot of people, I think, have really said to me, the feedback I've had is that they've really enjoyed listening to the audio book. There are meditations in that as well. So it's it's available on Amazon and any any bookstores um, and also on Audible for the, audi, um, the audio book version of it. Yeah. And it's published by the same publishers as your Oracle deck. It's Hay House. Yeah. Hay House, my <laughs> lovely, okay. lovely, amazing publisher. <laughs> so um, I know why I was um, drawn to you now. Uh, I, when you were speaking, there were so many things that I felt resonated. First of all, the university background. May I ask what um, discipline you you studied? What what was your? Well, I, I signed. I, I yeah, I got into Sussex University. In oh, I never left. I'm still in Brighton in the UK, um, <laughs> on the south coast. Such a lovely area. I got into Sussex to study English literature because English. Was always <laughs> my- <laughs> love of English literature. Oh my goodness! Yeah. And then obviously the the childhood trauma, but also the fact that you say I've been doing this for a long time. You know, and I often say that. Yeah. You know, when I'm, you know, but right now there's so much interest in in it. But you know, the pandemic has unleashed an interest in the inner world. And, you know, that we are more than just our bodies as never before. But it sounds very much that you were like me that, you know, we, I've, you know, since the early 2000s, I mean, I'm probably a lot older than you. Uh, it, it's, it's like, this is what we've been talking about. And do you not find it wonderful right now, that especially the younger generation, they're really engaging in this mystical material in, mm-hmm. in intuition yes. and the inner world as never before embracing it. Um, do you think the pandemic played a part in that? Yeah, funnily enough, I was on a podcast with a younger, a younger woman. Um, I mean, I'm nearly fifty, so I'm not, I'm not that young. I mean, you know, I'm, I, I think it's, 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 I it's, um, it's. But I was speaking to a beautiful young woman um, in her late twenties the other day, and she was, you know, she's doing exactly what you're saying, opening up to the divine feminine, as so many yeah. younger people are. <clears throat> She asked me the same question. Do I think the pandemic, in a slightly different way, has contributed? And I sort of said, well, I'm slightly hesitant to kind of make direct links about the pandemic and what it means and what it represents. But I obviously, you know, it has been a time where 
people have had, you know, this kind of stalling, this kind of, they've had their lives turned upside down. Um, They've been kind of obviously pressed into stillness or a change in their routine in a big way and have had to maybe be with themselves or be with Mm. other people that they're kind of stuck with. Um, So obviously, you know, things can surface, can't they? And, but it's, it's kind of, you know, not everyone's going to, not everyone's going to respond to that in the same way. Um, But I actually, her question was, do do I think that this has kind of created a kind of explosion of goddess consciousness? And I sort of said, well, no, actually, because like you've just said, Teresa, I said, I'm grateful for all the, all the people that have gone before me, not, not just Mm. women, but I suppose they're mainly women, but people, you know, there are this, this awakening, if you like, this, this remembering of the goddess has been happening for a really long time. And there are many, many, the, the, the foundations, I mean, I think the volcanoes already exploded. And what it is, is that now those sparks of of lava, if you like, are kind of finding the people that they need to find. And they're kind of alighting that in, in the people that need it. Um, but there's been a lot of work done over many, many years by... Yeah. And get to this point that the foundation has been set and the people, you know, that the people of the gatekeepers that have opened the gate before me, I sort of bow to them, um, that have paved the way for my own gate opening, um, and being able to do the work that I've done over the last sort of 20 years. And it's painstaking work. It doesn't happen in, you don't click your fingers and go to a weekend workshop and, and just sort of suddenly have this all kind of, you know, it's not a it's not a box to be ticked and mm. it's it's work that kind of takes a lot of dedication and devotion um I mean what and, I enjoy so much about yeah. now Sophie is that you know I was talking about these things as say for many decades um and there would have been kind of like a raised eyebrow or a laugh there isn't anymore I mean people can disagree I mean there's certainly people who disagree with the intuitive spiritual approach to life I'm I'm used to that but it's it's actually the opportunity now to have your say and not be you know ridiculed um yes. as I think 10 15 years ago it was very difficult to get a voice anywhere and I but I found like in the last couple of years mainstream media you know I've been invited onto you know, ITV, Capital Radio, lights of that, to talk about these things. But that would never have happened. And I, I'm the same person writing the same things. And I'm I'm just wondering if yeah. you have also felt that, that it's definitely being taken now as and as something that should be talked about as never before. Oh, 100%. And I also, what that really excites me, <clears throat> because... My work has always been very much about bridging the spiritual with the everyday. It's yeah. always been my experience of the goddess has not been up in an ivory tower floating through fields of unicorns. You know, my experience, yes, I've had moments, you know, there's know. a different experience of the bliss, but my experience has always been very much on the ground. And the goddesses have always showed me that that this is about your real life. And my oracle deck is also about that. This is how the goddess the divine masculine, the divine feminine, the magical realms, the earthly um, elemental spiritual realms, how all of this works through your real life. It's not divorced from your real life. It's not about becoming this kind of person that's not in touch with reality. And that's why I love kind of, you know, the thing you're 
people you're talking to, you know, scientists, people that are in, you know, the, mm. the blending of science and spirituality really fascinates me and how it, you don't have to be, it's not either or, you know, it's, no. it's both. And this is about your real life. It's also about your everyday existence as well. And I've never negated that. I've always talked very openly about that. And I think that's where, that's what excites me. Um, you know, most of us are not kind of, I mean, I'm, I've had periods in my life when I've really been deeply sort of developing my own intuitive connection and I'm still fairly introverted and I I need a lot of time on my own and I'm highly Mm. sensitive, all of those things. Um, But, you know, this is like you say, the younger generations that are coming in and tapping into it. I think that's what, that's where we're going with this, you know, and that's why with my Oracle, I've got quite a lot. My my artist is actually a trained medical illustrator and she has a scientific background, but she's okay. also totally tuned in yes, to Hillary spirituality. Wilson. Hillary Wilson. Yes. Oh, please tell her yeah. tell us about the artwork because I I mean it's just gorgeous, isn't it? It's um, really stunning. It's uh, it's utterly stunning. And and we had um we had such a connection. We've never met physically, but we had such a connection. And I was, I just prayed really for the artist to come through for, for this Oracle deck. And I didn't know what I was looking for, but as soon as I saw Hillary's work, I knew that was it. You know, that was, it was just, that was it really, Teresa, because she yeah. does have this incredible ability because she's medically, medical illustrate, yeah. illustration trained. She, I wanted all the figures to be as kind of representational, um, you know, as possible. And she, she is so careful and so mindful and so interested. She's genuinely so interested in human variation. You can and see so that. we wanted, you, do you know what I mean? So, so it was, it was the physical and the spiritual. We worked on both sides and we didn't you know, leave anything out. Came across to me, Sophie, because I could feel with your words, I had this like, spiritual tingling in my fingers and the top of my head but the pictures are so real and human so you had between you and her together it's just a blissful combination of the everyday with the divine um congratulations and I I hope it inspires people who go out and purchase it or, or or use it um in in the same way um but let's talk a bit more about goddesses gods and guardians um mm. uh, oh that's right up my street because you know my degree of, <laughs> of divinity so <laughs> I've never really sort of left it really in my in my soul but um and how they are archetypes really aren't they I mean you do but you do believe in this one overarching goddess source or do you see it more as archetypes that that um, live within us. I mean, I'd like to know your understanding. I experienced that intuitively, the sort of goddess source, as a profound, unknowable, you know, mystery that underpins our universe, actually. And that that's kind of my my feeling. Yeah. And then through that, what I then see are all these different aspects. Like, because I feel like basically what it is, Teresa, is that all of these deities and divine figures reflect aspects of us. We are, they are mirroring our Mm. potential possibility, creativity, heart, you know, 
mind, everything. They are they are mirrors. They're beautiful kaleidoscopes refracting through the light, all the aspects that we are. So with the feminine, there's been a real tendency with patriarchy to boil everything down, to reduce everything down, to make things kind of like, you know, this or that. So a woman is, particularly females, a woman is either this or she's that, or she's this or she's that. Mm. That's not what it is. We are all a myriad of, of, of qualities. And that's what I see that it's like the goddess is this source. And then you have the divine masculine as well. You have that sort of yin and yang aspect of the universe. And through that, there's all these multiplicities, there's all these different aspects. So you then you get the different archetypes. So you have, you know, Kali, who is this kind of, you know, roaring, like, you know, Hindu goddess, known in the Hindu tradition, obviously, as a universal goddess, she is this kind of roaring transformer. And you know, very much takes us into the unknown, strips us away, strips us bare so we can really know ourselves. Truly, she sees our spiritual potential like no other goddess. But that can feel quite confronting and it's she's very much confronting our fears. All of these, and then you'll have a goddess like Aphrodite who is like, re, you know, representing the pure, pure, pure feminine of receiving and overflowing eternal love. That again is a lesson. So they all encapsulate lessons for us, lessons that we can grow and heal through, but they also reflect aspects of our own being. So that's why Hilary Wilson was such a perfect artist because she, without knowing it really, just her training and her own personal interest, it's like, you know, she was showing that, yeah, these live within you and they can teach you things about yourself, teach you things about your own life. So you get more of a an insight into what's actually happening at certain stages of your life. And guide, you can actually receive that guidance immediately and also see the archetypes sometimes as guiding mentors and teachers for you. For example, King Neptune, who is a beautiful, you know, he's divine masculine from Lemuria. You know, he's showing you that your sensitivity is a gift, you know, that you might feel that you're just too sensitive for this world, but he's a mentor for you and he will help guide you and show you that, you're not wrong for being highly sensitive. This is something that you need to make friends with, understand. So they can help us. Un- they're like putting all these mirrors in front of us, but also taking our hands and saying, I'm with you. You're not alone. Did you think you were alone on this journey? You're not alone. We've always been here. We have, we're coming back at the perfect time for you. This is the right time. If you are listening to this now and you're feeling drawn so anything I'm saying, anything you're speaking about, Teresa, if you're drawn to this oracle deck, that's because these divine figures are 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 they are spiritual beings, and they've already been been around you. You might not have known it, but they want to come closer to you, and they want to support you and show you the way. They want to hold a torch. And sometimes that'll be on a day when everything just feels too much for you and you feel like you're just totally overwhelmed and you don't know what's happening and it all feels too much. They are that's when you know you can pull a card and know that even if it doesn't make sense instantly, you can put that card on your altar, on your bedside table, put it on your refrigerator with a magnet. Just let them reveal themselves to you because they want to be a living guiding force in your life and that has been my 
deepest guiding intention when creating this oracle text so that people can feel them intimately in their lives and 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 actually connect with them um so that it's not a distant thing you know it's not like spirituality or god or goddess or you know the mystery is this kind of distant thing that doesn't relate to your real life of course it relates to your real life you know you are a human having a spiritual experience but you've also got a lot of knowledge within you a lot of yeah. power within you that you may not have realized yet and that's why they are here to help draw that out of you and work with you um so that you can realize what it is that you're here for on this planet at this time and you're not here randomly you have chosen to be here and there's something that the earth needs from you and there's something that many other people may may need from you too and you can you can be a huge gift you are a gift and being yourself you don't have to be anybody else being yourself and that's that's why they're here teresa and that's why it's just such an honor a privilege an extraordinary dream come true for me um that i've prayed for and worked towards for many many years and it's, it's yeah it's I, manifested and um and the mark of manifestation is also and it's not just about yourself it's about inspiring others which these certainly will do because I feel, you know, I studied all the gods and goddesses, you know, obviously that, you know, as externally and you, what you've done is you've completely reinvented it for a modern audience, showing, helping us to unlock our God gene, you know, mm-hmm. it's, it's, that's what you're doing. Cause I, I believe we all have that gene in us, <laughs> the God gene mm-hmm. and your, your, these cards can unlock that. It's not just a goddess pack. It's a God pack as well. It's, 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 it's got everything. Um, it's kind and of a one-stop yeah. spiritual resource. Um. <laughs> Thank you so much for expressing like that. I love how you said that about it being modern because that's really what I wanted it to be as well, and yeah. um, I want it to be really it's relatable to younger people. I mean, a lot of younger people. I mean, I, I some of them do, but gr- I know a lot of young people, and they don't tend to always have a book in their hand. But card packs um, and something are really something that get them immediately something you can share you can gift um and it's an, an immediate way to do it because a book is it's quite a commitment isn't it i mean you have to have peace and quiet often and you know it's not something you can do on the go and you know a lot of young people are very rushing around their phone beeping but the card pack is something that is really can speak to a younger generation but also for the for more mature people you can go away and reflect on it and use it to meditate on, to be mindful with, um, you know, uh, it's it's glorious. Congratulations, it's perfect. <laughs> so can, and also your own feminine and masculine impulses within you as well. That that's also involved in the deck. But looking back to your life, I, you know, your your early tragedy. I'm so sorry about the loss of your mother. But looking back in hindsight, do you see now that this was all part of like, you know, the loss of the mother figure? you know, how that, how you've tried to make sense of that trauma. Do you not see it all fitting into place now when you look at it back in hindsight and see that this is kind of where you were meant to be? Because hmm. it started I, that young with a loss of, you know, the person who's supposed to love you unconditionally. And you've gone out now and, and found that unconditional love through your work and through what you do and what you express, kind of like mothering yourself through your work, if you understand what I'm saying. <laughs> I definitely, I definitely do see that. Um, I, I kind of, 
I think I wrote uh, this one part in my book where I talk about exactly that, actually, that, um, you know, it's almost a bit of a transparency that I can see, um, certainly from a psychoanalytic point of view or sort of therapy point of view, um, you know, it's easy to kind of put that on top of what I'm doing. What am I doing? Am Am I seeking the mother? I'm seeking the divine mother. I'm always seeking my mother. And Yes, that's true. I mean, I can definitely see that. I've also done a obviously I've done quite a lot of self um healing and 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 self-reflection. That is definitely there and I can see a higher purpose in it. Of course, um you know, I see that as if I if if I hadn't if if I hadn't have lost my mother in early childhood my path would have been totally different. You know, I wouldn't have had this impulse within me to, 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 you know, constantly be seeking in a nurturing and healing. And that's, that's definitely true. Um, I sometimes see it actually in myself. Um, yeah. Do I see my work as a sort of, not a substitute for my mother, but like, am I receiving that nurturing through the divine mother? Yes. Yes, I am. I also sort of acknowledge that I can sometimes, hmm, how do I say this? I can sometimes not sort of cut myself enough slack, if you see what I mean. I can kind of pour everything into my work um, because it's almost, it can be like a substitute in a way. Um, So there is that as well. And I'm sort of always mindful of that in myself because it's, you know, grief is, bereavement is such an enormous process that our societies don't generally sort of recognize um mm. they don't really see the pattern of it so I still feel grief you know I don't think mm. I, I'm very much healed in, in I'm a sort of healed healer if you know what I mean in many ways not a wounded healer but I that will always be there I will always miss my mum I will always miss my mother um and it's still there. And I'll have days sometimes really honestly, when it still feels, it still feels just, you know, like an aching void. Mm. So yes, do I, do I, do I sort of, have I received healing from my calling? Yes. I receive healing from my calling every single day. And it is astounding to me often when I'm just sitting with a client or sitting with a group or or even here now talking to you, Teresa, you know, I can feel it even now. Yes, you know, my mother's always here. I always feel she's here. She she used to read the tarot before I was even aware of that. And I had her tarot deck. It was actually one of the only things, uh, pieces of um, her life that I had, apart from a few clothes that I used to dress up in when I was a young girl. Um I had a tarot deck and she used to, she used to read the tarot and she, obviously I was only four when she died. So she never talked to me about it, but then I had this, you know, that was what led me back into this work. So there's always a divine thread running through your life, isn't there? There's always, there's mm. always something deeper. And that's why it's so nice getting so, older in a way. I mean, and I wouldn't wish to be, you can look back and you can see this thread um, looking back and and it and life actually when you get older gets more and more rich and exciting. I'm not one of these people who like long to be younger. I I love the wisdom. No, certainly not. I'm not either. <laughs> I'm, I mean, I head sounds awful. I look forward to 
my aging process because it just gives me so much. Um, and I, I know that that's going to increase because I think we're ever evolving, aren't we, and learning. And I look and back at my younger yeah. self and I think, oh, bless. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. On, you know, we think we have it all sorted, don't we, when we're we young? Do. Oh, we certainly do. And actually, that's a really... It's a really great sort of point that you make. Just one thing, last thing I'd say about um, the Oracle deck and this work with the goddess, of course, is that, you know, we really made an effort to have um, as sort of a span of age. Well, we tried to make it as diverse as possible in all yes. ways, but we also wanted, I really wanted there to be a span of age ranges and particularly for the women, the female deities, yes. um, so we do have, because of course the crone archetype, the wise woman archetype, is the elder, you know. And in 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 these kind of systems of ancient wisdom, you know, the elders are very much respected, and the female elders particularly. And it is so important that that is represented visually as well. Um, so to me, it was very important. So so yes. that's another aspect. But you know, I don't know. I'm the same as you, Teresa. I, I absolutely love. Um, getting yeah. getting older and I love the wisdom the kind of depth and the kind of I just love observing now when I go places just to listen and observe you know and to, without to go to places without expectation and just watching life unfold before you you know giving your input but then realizing really ultimately you can't control <laughs> anything yeah. really uh, beyond your own life um and just observing this beautiful world and everything in it it's just it's, it's a miracle getting older so anyone listening don't fear aging it's um it's a gift it's a it's an absolute Absolutely. gift obviously some people never get to age so it is a miracle and a gift um and I, I wanted to show the older I wanted to show the older female deities in the deck uh, very positively extremely yes. as as that icon you know that real kind of you know, thing to aspire to, thing to, you know, to, to not fear. And I wanted to them to be very you know, strong within it. The elders of the tribes were respected and revered, you know, and we, we have lost sight a bit of that in our society, but I hope it's coming back. You know, I'm hopefully leading the way. I'm embracing my inner crone. I really am. <laughs> Well, there's certainly some crone figures in the in the Oracle deck too, Crones so they are rock. being represented. Crones rock! Absolutely, <laughs> Sophie, I'm running out of time. I wish I had more, but I know how precious your time is, and it's a gift, actually, time that you can't actually have a refund on. So, thank you so much. Um, before I ask you a question unique to White Shores, which may bring a smile to your face or my listeners, um, could you just tell people again how to find out about you? What's the best portal to your universe, and <laughs> where to purchase your oracle and book? Yeah, absolutely. Well, my probably heading to my website, sophiebashford.com is the easiest way. And when you get there on straight away on the homepage, you'll see the link to the page, which is got all the information about the deck. So you just click on that um, and you'll see all the information. There's a little video on there and it shows you where to purchase it from. And then you can register on that page as well and come to my free live blessing ceremony, which is on March the 6th. Um, and you also get some other free gifts, which some meditations, because I've order, also recorded some audio meditations to go to work alongside the Oracle deck. Um, they're available on the Hay House app. Um, but you get a couple of free ones. If you register, all you need to do is register your 
your purchase. Um, it, all the information's there. You can also find me on Instagram at the Sophie Bashford or Facebook is Sophie Bashford Intuitive. Fantastic. Oh, that's exciting. And is there a way for people to to message you or ask you questions um um do you do you, do you welcome that um, or is it not possible? well not so much really I don't quite have the, <laughs> I don't have the time normally to do that but one thing I would say is that on publication day which is um I don't know when obviously people will be listening to this but um on Tuesday the 15th of February I'm going to be doing a Facebook live on the Hay House Facebook page with Hillary Wilson and you will be able to ask some questions um about the deck um there will be I, I think I think this will come out a little bit afterwards, but there will be a looks really interesting. I mean it will definitely be out before March the eighth. Um you mentioned March the eighth as something for a goddess blessing. That would be um definitely but would there be a recording yeah. of Facebook Live somewhere. I think they will record it. They'll leave it yeah. up on the on the Hay House um in yeah, very page. very good at that aren't that that kind of thing and people can connect to you via Hay House anyway, I'm sure. And there's your website and your socials to have daily inspiration. Thank you Sophie and just before you go Here's your question. I am a Lord of the Rings fan. <laughs> that's why this is called White Shores, because that's the place in Lord of the Rings where the elves and the fairies and, and the dying go. It's spirit, basically, White Shores. Um, if you've watched White Shores, is there a particular quote from the movie that inspired you? But if you haven't watched White Shores... <laughs> I haven't, I haven't. Okay, right. Well, let's just end this interview right now then. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm going to give you a quote that I, I think kind of like, you know, that fans of Lord of the Rings will love and sort of resonates with you. But if, if you could, whilst I give that quote, if you could think of a, a line from a song or a poem or from a movie that you found was life-changing, something mm-hmm. like that that really spoke to you. But here's your Lord of the Rings lines. I'm going for Gandalf the White for you. I am Gandalf the White, and I come back to you now at the turn of the tide. I should do my Ian McKellen voice there for that. But, mm. <laughs> but have you got, is there a line from a song that, I mean, it can be anything or a movie that, you know. Do you know what, it's not a line. It's not exactly a line, but one of my favourite films of all time yes. is called yes. The Pursuit of Happiness, starring Will Smith. I know that, yes, and, yes. And it's about, it's based on a real story of a man who basically um, worked his way up to becoming a Wall Street banker, but from all the way through it, he was looking after his young son, went through enormous struggle. He was basically homeless as he was doing the um, the kind of internship, which wasn't paid. And it's based on a true story. He had absolutely nothing. And he went through that internship and he ended up being picked out of like 150 people to do to get this job in a Wall Street bank. And he ended up being basically a partner in the bank. And it's just the most amazing story of perseverance, determination, and, you know, believing in, in yourself. And there's one moment at the end when he finds out that he's got the job. And I mean, he's on his knees. He's literally spent two, you know, six months of his life homeless looking after his four-year-old son, who is Jaden Smith, who Jaden Smith plays um, plays his son in it. Nepotism didn't play a part <laughs> It's absolutely beautiful. And in the end, when he's just about to, he finds out that he's got the job and it hasn't all been an absolute waste of time because yeah. he has nothing in the world. He has no money, absolutely nothing. It stretched him beyond every limit. 
he um the the partner in the in the Wall Street firm just says you know you've got you know you've got the job can I can I ask you was it easy and Will Smith just in that role just looks to him and he's just his eyes are full of tears you can see every little bit of struggle every ounce of determination that he's put into that journey and he just says no sir no it wasn't and at that moment, he just walks off into the distance. He's, you know, he has achieved this unbelievable, you know, goal against all the odds yeah. and so much adversity. And it's just that moment is just full of so much joy because it's kind of that experience of, you know, he has this incredible rebirth and he just believes in himself. He perseveres and it's like the world just turns overnight for him. But it's, I just, I, I just that love movie. that. I just, I resonate with that. I went to see, you know, cause I love Will Smith and I went to see the movie a while ago and I do remember it being inspiring, but you've, you've encouraged me to go and rewatch it now. Thank mm. you. Yeah, <laughs> you're welcome. The movies, I mean, the thing is, movies, songs, they can speak in a way to millions, can't they? Billions sometimes, um, in a way that maybe books can't. Sometimes, you know, spiritual messages in movies and songs, they really, definitely. you know, oh, there's definitely. a reason why some songs are so iconic. There's something deep underneath, isn't it? And I feel that's yeah, another way to spread spread the word that we are spiritual beings having a human experience. Oh, Sophie, thank you from my heart for your time. Um, it's so been an welcome. absolute divine joy speaking to you. Thank you. Mm, you too, Teresa. Thanks so much for having me. Thank you from my heart and soul for being here and walking beside me in spirit on white shores. Sensitive, kind, compassionate souls like you who see beyond the material are needed more than ever today to help this earth heal and evolve. If you have any questions, stories or insights to share, I absolutely love hearing from you and aim to reply to everyone in due course. My website is www.teresachung.com. My contact email is angeltalk710 at aol.com. And you can message me via my Instagram handle, the Teresa Chung, as well as my Facebook and Twitter author pages. Until we meet again on these white shores, keep being amazing spiritual you, sending my eternal love and gratitude. Mm-hmm.